Thank you so much for tuning in. So much so that I hope right now that you're already subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to. Because honestly, guys, it helps me out a lot. All right. I'm not just asking for my health. I'm asking for my wealth. All right. Your boy's pockets. Well, let these platforms help you man's out with the cheese. All right. Come on. Come on. I got to eat. Aaron like to eat. You heard the intro. Ah, but enough about that. If you don't know who I am, allow me to introduce myself. My name. My name is Sean Hicks II, and I am the host, the host that that does the things that people, quite honestly, may be a little uncomfortable to do. But that's okay, right? Because I'm living proof of my dreams. That's all I can do. This episode, what is it going to be? It's going to be Insight Story Time 2. I, I got some, I got a story for you guys, but it's not really like a story story. It's just talking i don't know i think i might have may may or may not have posted up that it was going to be it was going to be what first corinthians 13 taught me what it felt like to have the medicine stabilize in my system and honestly i don't remember what else i put up there but i'm going to focus on those two for the time being again if you haven't already make sure please come on guys guys look here your man's your man's every like share subscription I appreciate it. At the current time of the recording, 250 downloads. You guys are helping me out by listening, but I need you to subscribe to. Let Spotify give me some money. Let Apple give me some money. Let Google give me some money. Because then I can give back to you guys. Seriously. All the money that I get right now is going into this. Because this is pa- I'm passionate about helping an understanding. Tackling a, a misunderstanding about mental health, right? Um, more or less mental conditions. Um, so, so if you don't know, which you probably do know by now, sometime two months ago, right? Went to a wedding. Now I don't, I won't say names, but this wedding, beautiful. One of the best weddings I've ever been to. And at that wedding, the mm, pastor or Dana? What do you call the person at a Jewish wedding that that reads a scripture from the Bible? I I don't I don't I don't even know what this is normally called. All right. I, I just got to be honest with you. I ain't I am not. I don't know everything. Boom. Boom. You heard it here first. I don't know everything. I can admit I'm wrong. <laughs> but, you know, he read first Corinthians 13 and there were parts of that that really stood out to me. Specifically. The parts, okay, if you don't know 1 Corinthians 13, allow me to shed just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit of light on what, so 1 Corinthians 13 is is all about love, and what it says is, um, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice 
with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always persevere. Love never fails. Then there's the part, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And to me, that when I heard that at this wedding, it was such a eye-opener, right? Because I came, I walked away with this sense of finally understanding something more about life that I hadn't really figured out yet, but I never really put my finger on. And it's almost as if that verse was like written in a way just to resonate with me. Because after that, I tried to kind of just let it, let it be known. Like, yo, your boy, your man's, your man's over here about to do some things. Because I realized, I realized that I've been acting pretty childish. I didn't know how to put it into words, but you see, no one gave me the chance to really explain because it was very much so, very much so because of the mental conditions that I deal with that I thought that way. I mean, think about it. Children typically feel isolated, left out, even when everyone's around. But that's the thing. When you're doing the stuff that you need to do to take care of your mental health, you will find the, I won't say recipe, but you will find a method that will help each individual manage their own conditions differently. For me, I had to learn how to slow it down a lot because time, time waits for no man. It damn sure ain't waiting for me. But whenever I looked up, I was running out of time with everything. I didn't know how to really describe it. And once things that kind of, I started to see things from a different perspective, I just wanted to make a change. Unfortunately, I was left alone. <laughs> literally, literally, no matter how you try to look at it, family abandoned me, right? Friends left me alone. And that's not what I necessarily wanted. I wanted to, to spend time with someone, right? Lost a relationship, which is fine. Not really concerned about these things anymore because you see, that's part of life. And if you love something and you love someone, you have to learn when to let it go. Because love is a combination of letting go and holding tight. Right? Code of the Fiend. Code of the Friend said it. Shout out to him. Love is a combination of letting go and hold it tight. You hold it tight. You know what you'll know when to do which. Get more love than you know what to do with. Quote it, Code of the Friend on four colored boys. I don't know if it's four colored boys only. Honestly, it just says four colored boys like but it's a genuine statement one that i didn't get to learn as a kid and i blame no one right i blame no one but myself it took me 29 years to get it together but at least i got it together because now when i parent my daughter i tell her one of three things i tell her aaron remember the three rules of how daddy likes to view and live his life because you want to be happy right okay baby girl number one always remain authentic Number two, surrender the outcome. And number three, do the uncomfortable work. 
Now, I can't tell you what those things might mean to you. But for me, authentic, whatever you're doing, make sure you can do it when people are watching and when they're not. If the eyes are on you, you know it's authentic and genuine. That's how you know. That's how you know that first part was being done. Surrender outcome. Listen, if you are happy, then why are you worried? If someone else has a problem, let them tell you so that you two can address it. But at, 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 once you guys address it, what's that? What else is there to worry about? Number three, do the uncomfortable work. If you want to do something, then put the work in to do it. Because guess what? When you fail, there's life lessons in that, too. You know, now you know what not to do. I am not going to live your life for you. That means I cannot do everything for you. But if you want me to help, by all means, I learned this lesson from my dad. I'm here to help guide you. All right. Your life, that's on you. You don't want to got to live it. But me, daddy, you see, daddy got here because daddy did those three things. Throughout college, I wanted to be an engineer. I, no matter what, just kept persevering through all the bullshit. Oh, my God. There were so many. I almost got, I won't say kicked out, but, you know, your boy, boy liked to party back in the day. Still do. <laughs> if you follow me on Snapchat, you know what I mean. But, you know, always like to have fun. But, you know, there's a time and place. And that's what I got to teach her. There's a time. There's a place. For example, if we sit down at dinner, I don't really want to talk to you. Not yet. Because before we get to dinner, we've already talked about your day. So when we get to dinner, we don't need to talk about your day anymore. I want you to eat your food before it's time to go get ready for a bath. I don't really want to talk. So let's not talk. Let's put on some music and let's eat. And boom, now we're eating and she's eating fast enough, not distracted by nothing else. And she's taking these same lessons to school. If she's about to be late, she's ready to rush out the house. And, and me, me, I hate being late to anything. But when I'm starting to become anxious about it, I'm starting to rush. And then I forget stuff. And then I mess up. And then where I would have been only five minutes late, now I'm 15 minutes late. You see, one day we were about to be late to school. And I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, where's the fire? Baby girl, we're already late. It's already it's already nine. So if we're going to show up at nine or five, at least your hair's going to look good. Put a smile on her face. Boom. Now she's happy. Now she's showing up to school happy. I couldn't help it. I really could not help it because I am trying to teach her how to get ready by herself. I can't keep doing it for her. I'm tired of doing things for her. Not like in a bad way, but in a when you're taking care of your kid, you're like, oh, hey, baby. Go put your shoes on. And then they put the shoes on the wrong feet. And then you get mad. It's like, you know, right from yet. Yeah, no, no, they don't. No, no, they don't know right from wrong because you always put the shoe on for them. You know, you always do it for them. If 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 I continue to do things for her, even as, she, as she's five, I have to teach her how to do things for herself at the age she's at where she understands the instructions and problem solve. Because me, I'm engineer. I solve problems. I'm not always around. If my daughter has an issue. I want her to know how to solve the problem. And like today, I told her, if whatever you did didn't get you the results, backtrack your steps to go back to where you came from. 
and I used walking out the kitchen into her room as the example. All right, Aaron, go ahead, make a right, left, first door on your left, that's your room, turn around. Now, if you come out and make a right and the left, you're going to walk back into the kitchen. And then that's that. She understood it enough to say, hmm, okay. So if we walk to school and we take this way, like if you get lost, go back the way you came. Turn around, go back the way you came until you recognize where you are. And then try again. Sometimes we have to slow it down, rewind, and then resume. Or sometimes we have to back it up, start over. But you see, that's not all I really want to talk about. Obviously, this is the medicine stabilizing because when the medicine isn't stable, your boy, your boy ain't got no no presence or sense of time. Now, I keep clocks everywhere, but that's because I don't want to go back to doing what I was doing before, right? Rushing. I'm living in a moment right now. So much so that there was an individual who sent me a request. I haven't talked to this individual since like, I don't know, August? No. But, you know, sent me a request for like $1,500 on Venmo. What the fuck? Mm. Let me stop myself right there. Because I haven't talked to you. You see, why are you requesting me money? I haven't talked to you. I I don't know what's going on in your life. But you know what? Here's 25 bucks. Whatever it's for, you must need it more than I do. Now, that weekend I spent having like negative $22 in my entire, my account, the entire weekend. But wasn't really concerned about it. Didn't cuss this person out. Didn't say anything to this person because honestly, why? They requested something. I didn't, I wasn't, well, one, was not going to give them that much money. But two, if you want to be an adult, talk to me like an adult. Sending me a request on Venmo saying, action speak volumes, that's childish. Right now, we're adults. Let's talk like adults. You have my number. This is what I said. I didn't hear from this person. Hey, it is what it is. Now I know you're never listening. You're not paying attention. When I ask people, could you guys share, just share one episode of my podcast so that I know that you guys are listening. No one's doing it. Hey, look here. I can, I'm following obviously the people who I ask this stuff from on a social media platform. So I know. And you know what? As a man, I'm just not willing to dedicate my time to people who aren't willing to listen. Period. Because why? It stresses me out that everyone expects me to help me or everyone expects me to help them. But no one can do a basic, help me with a basic request. Like I said in the beginning, if you guys have, if you guys are subscribed, if you guys like, you guys don't have to give me money for me to make money with this. I make money. I can make money simply because people are listening. That's it. Then sponsors come in. I've been trying to work on sponsors since I started the podcast. Guess what? Now I'm talking to Manscaped and, you know, trying to reach out to, to, uh, who's the other people? Manscaped, uh, Scotch Porter, because I, I really like their products. I really like their products. Your, your man's beard over here be looking good. And so, you know, for me, I can't do these things if no one is listening. Because why would any company want to, I don't know, have me be their face? You guys don't even listen to me. Why would any stranger? Mm. So 
I made a promise. Right. Oh, that's what it was. I made a promise that I would um, finish. And I did. I would, I would, I would finish in Hedonia the poem I wrote. So if you know where it comes from, I've posted it on Facebook under the Insight Freestyle Facebook page. I posted it on Instagram. If you don't know what anhedonia is, it basically is the inability to feel pleasure in situations that you normally find pleasurable. It's a symptom of depression, but it's also a symptom I've just always kind of dealt with, like always kind of had. It goes like this, anhedonia. Try to do this in one breath, y'all. If the feeling of pleasure measures the happiness within. The anhedonia in me is more or less like in the end. Once again, I understand my emotionless persona may not really be my enemy. It's not even a friend of me while everything becomes so irrelevant and so clear to me. So if anhedonia would satisfy the quiet that's within, then the darkness has no light to occupy the space again. Nailed it. But you know, that's the thing. The anhedonia in me is more or less like in the end. If you listen to Lincoln Park, that's where that line is coming from. Once again, I understand my emotionless persona may not really be my enemy. It's not even a friend of me. People say you're emotionless and guess what? Oh my God. I mean, no, I don't. I genuinely don't care about what people are doing around me because it doesn't concern me. If it concerns me, then I care. If it doesn't concern me, I don't care. It's your life. You live it. Well, everything becomes so irrelevant and so clear to me. Like I just said. So if anhedonia will satisfy the quiet that's within, then the darkness has no light to occupy the space again. Look at that. I am fine, right? I can be fine, but I, I'd, I'd much rather not be by myself. But if no one wants to spend time with me, then hey, I've, I've asked. I, I've reached out to people and everyone says, oh, I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. No, you're not. Don't, 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 don't say that if you don't mean it. Because that's the thing. When people are reaching out to spend time or to talk, you're not making that time. So I'm not, obviously the brain's going to say, hey, guess what? You're not important to this person because they making time for everything else but you. Oh, yeah, right. Because every time they need something, I'm making time for them. Hmm. Well, when am I going to make time for myself? Oh, now. And guess what? I have been. And I'm happy. Happy doing it. So much so, can't let you guys know everything. But there's some more big things coming. I don't intend for these story times to be long, like 30 minutes. Nah, I don't really want to talk that long. Plus, you know, your man's got stuff to do. But it's to walk away. It's for the listener, you, to walk away learning something from what I've dealt with, right? Story time. Life is filled with all type of things that's going to come out of nowhere and hit you like a fucking truck. And it's no one's responsibility to pick up those pieces but your own. No one can do it for you. No one did it for me. But I am completely fine picking up the pieces on my own if no one really wants to help. Because if you tell me you will help me, or you want to help me, but I ask for your help and then you decide not to help me, then, then did you really help? No, you didn't. 
Well, why would I ever ask for your help again? Hmm. This isn't me ranting. This is me saying the things that I know personally from talking to some amazing people over the course of the last like month or two that this, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Okay. When people ask for help, just ask them, how would you like me to help you? Because the way that you got to where you are, it may not be the path that set out for that person because it certainly wasn't the path set out for me. All right. Now, like they said in the Bible, you can, I can, I can feed you or I can teach you how to fish. I can give you water or I can show you how to get to the nearest, I don't know, water fountain. (laughs) That's that's not a Bible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously. Aw, the music didn't start playing, but not embarrassed. Going to keep it going. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you don't already. Oh, there you go. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Insight Freestyle Storytime number two with your host, Sean Dix II. Y'all have a good one. And I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Peace.